welcome to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. This is the show that talks about all things education that impact our schools and students here in Nevada County. And we want to shout out a happy first day to many of our students. Some started today, some started yesterday, and, I, and some, I believe, are going to start tomorrow. So it's, it's that time of year. The fair is over, and away we go. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent of Schools, and tonight my guest is Janae Anderson. She is the parenting specialist with our partners, Family Resource Centers. Janae, welcome. Thank you, Scott. So glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, and I think our parents are going to be glad you're here as well. Uh, I know this time of year, you know, parents have been calling us, asking us if we could start school earlier. You know, there's a lot already, you know, okay, the kids have been home, and uh, they want to get them back in school. And uh, so a lot of things, you know, I think this is, like I said, a perfect time to, to talk about this. We've got starting what looks like to be the most normal year we've had in three years. So that's exciting. Um, we've got kids still coming back and, and learning social behavior that was lost somewhat during the pandemic. Well, during we're still in the pandemic, excuse me, but during the, 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 the biggest part of our pandemic. Um, and I know parents can still use advice on, on how to help their kids, whether it's in school, whether it's with friends or, you know, dealing with homework, what, what have you. So great to have you here tonight. Um, and excited about our topic about that. Your role, parenting specialist in the family, in our partner's family resource center. So we've talked about it with our listeners before, but can you remind us the fam- partner's family resource center? Yeah. Great. What are they? Well, I am part of three warm, friendly spaces through Nevada County. I love that term. Yeah. Because they are. Yeah. friendly. They really are. And they are here to support families in any way they can. Um, And so this can be very practical, like clothes closets, lending libraries, diaper programs, food pantries. It can be in the form of programs for kids, like weekly playgroups and summer camps. It uh, It can be free tutoring or Internet access. Through the summer, there was tutoring for kids, and now there's going to be after-school tutoring, um, outreach, and service to our Latino community. And um, the FRCs, Family Resource Centers, serve as community resources and referrals just generally. Um, Importantly for what I do, the FRCs offer parenting support groups and also one-on-ones for parents or caregivers with particular needs. My role with the FRC is to provide parenting education and support in the framework of eight-week classes. Right. And doing that. And, um, yeah, the the Family Resource Centers, they're great. Um, And and do you hold these classes at the Family Resource Centers or? I don't. There is child care at the Family Resource Center in Grass Valley um, for the evening class. But the morning class will be at the Nevada County Superintendent's Office. Uh Uh-huh, at my place. At your place, Well, there we go. (laughs) That's the morning one. And then the evening one will be at Grass Valley Charter School. All right. Perfect with those. Now that's great. So, with that, you're you're the parenting specialist, and that's I think that's a big deal. That's what uh, they call me. Sometimes, that's what they call you. Sometimes I don't feel like one because well, I deal with my own child. I, I know, and I, you and I go back a long way. Yes. So we we've known each other, and I, I think you know you you did a great job parenting. I always admired that, and uh, and and I think your you always saw the big picture. So I think it was a perfect position for you to be in. So. To become the parenting specialist of our family resource centers, what what kind of training 
an experience did you did you have to Super to get here? Super good question. Well, I'll tell you what started it all. I was what they call a drill sergeant parent, which meant I. You know, I didn't know how to parent. I was doing my best, but I didn't know what I was doing. There were no manuals when we got these these, these old people. So I was a drill sergeant. I was like, come on downstairs in three, one, two. You know, I was very controlling. And that worked when my son was real small. But by the time he was seven, we were butting heads big time. And I have one moment, one memory forever frozen in time, which was that I was ordering him to do something and anger and hatred just, you know, lined his face and he pulled his little arm back. His hand was in a fist and and you could tell he just wanted to slug me. And I looked at him and I thought, okay, he's seven. He's small. This is cute. But one day he's going to be a lot bigger and a lot older and it'll be really scary. I need help. So I started to look for help. Um, I found parenting classes down in Loomis. I did the drive back and forth quite Mm. a bit. Um, Originally, I found the Love and Logic parenting classes Mm -hmm. and um, got really immersed in that. After a couple of years of just taking the same class series over and over and over so that it would really just get enmeshed in me, seeing the change that it made in my family and in my relationship with my son and in the happiness of my son. It was so monumental that I looked around and I went, you know what? I want to bring this to Nevada County. Mm-hmm. So um, a friend and I went to the training in Colorado. We we got officially trained as Love and Logic um, teachers mm-hmm. and um, came back and started teaching. And so I've been teaching parenting classes for 10, 11 years now. Um, I got hired with Nevada County um, about a year ago, and I got trained in the nurturing parenting approach, which is really an amazing approach as well. So I I sort of blend in the best of both worlds, um, and... That's been such a rewarding experience to, to see parents come. You know, I have no judgment for any anything that's going it's on with any parents. It's the toughest job in the world. It's so that hard. Sure. And I know because... And the most important. And the most mm-hmm. important. And so any support I can offer, and beyond just me, because I, I don't want to be the only one responsible, being in a room full, or last year, a Zoom screen full mm-hmm. of parents who were struggling as well and 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 creating an atmosphere of authenticity where people could really voice what their struggles were um, it's so comforting and so supportive for the parents and I just love that aspect of it yeah because I, I know parents they don't want that adversarial relationship and yet you're trying to teach your children to to understand rules and and it is so hard and where where's that line and and when is it counterproductive? And it sounds like that that night that you remember, you were at the counter the counterproductive line. I was. And I think as parents, we've probably all been there. Oh yeah. And uh, and and reevaluated what we what we did, what we said, and what we want to do in the future. So the nurturing parenting. What tell us about that that philosophy and, and a little bit more about what you uh, w- what it's all about. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I love about nurturing parenting. The It focuses first on us as parents. So it's not just how to parent. It's how are we doing uh, as individuals? Like, are we completely stressed out? Because if we are, 
we're not going to be effective parents, yeah. right? We need to have some of our needs met in order yeah. to even notice that other people have needs. Yeah. So um, we yeah. spend some time talking about stress and how to nurture ourselves. And I give people the assignment to, you know, this week, work in one time where you look after yourself. So give me an example of, of, of that, something you might tell someone. I mean, the last couple of years have been incredibly stressful. Incredibly. On parents and, and, and things, you know, parents, people just want, I think, calm and nice. Yeah. And and the loud noises from the fringes to stop. But so what what are some advice you would give at the beginning of class for someone to to reach that? Something that comes up a lot with parents is the need to have regular exercise because we all know what a stress release that is. And so I remember one single dad in the last series who used to mountain bike and he'd let it lapse because Mm -hmm. everything was so chaotic. And um, from the class, he got into mountain biking again. And you know, it wasn't a lot. It was a couple times a week. He started taking his kid with him and uh-huh. um, you know, making it a father-son activity. So it turned into this really nurturing experience for both of them. So things like that, getting together for a cup right. of tea with a friend, right. little things, having yeah. a quick nap. Yeah, well, I can imagine. I'm thinking of that dad where... You know, you probably previously he'd done like let's go flying down this single track, da, 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 but instead kind of change it where I'm taking my child with me. It's not as fast as it used to be, or you know, as long. But you're parenting and you're out doing the thing you love and teaching your kids that too. So, right. Yeah. Well, those are great. So you start with that, which I I see that's key. Without that, you really can't move forward. We start with the approach that we are a huge part of. The parenting process mm-hmm. and, and that as individuals, we need to take care of ourselves. And so we cover not only, you know, how stressed we are, but for instance, um, our own self-worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we focus on our the self-worth of our children and how to bolster that, what is our own self-worth? So we, we look at everything that we address with our kids first at us. And, um, Makes that, sense. Yeah, that's an approach that I hadn't yeah. seen before. Yeah, it and sounds I really so like simple, it. yet... You always think your kids first. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. I'm, just I'm tell sure me how to taught. deal with the kids. Yeah, oh yeah, no. Yeah, 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 deal no. with yourself yeah. first. Yeah. Because if you're stressed and things are going on, you're going to snap. You're going to react when probably in ways you don't want to. Exactly. And then you're going to feel worse about yourself after that, and it's a it's a spiral. So all right. So you do those things, and then make sure the parent taking care of themselves, finding what makes the stress go away, um, yeah, enriching and their we, lives, and then... All kinds of things. I mean, we, we teach, we, I, <laughs> yeah. teach parents how to set limits in a calm, effective way. I was just walking by an outdoor restaurant as I came up here to KVMR, and I heard a little toddler being, um, you know, not behaving well, mm-hmm. and his mother said, Stop! And I just thought, you know, there there are better ways to do that. This is the problem of being a, spe- a parenting specialist. You walk around going, hmm, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I do that differently. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, we learn how to set limits in a calm, effective way. A, a lot of parents, when they cite their main reason for coming to the classes, they say, I yell too much mm-hmm. or I want to stop yelling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parents feel awful for yelling. They, they don't want to yell. They yeah. just yeah. lose it. We get triggered. We yell. Yeah. So we learn. Learn how to set limits in a whole different way, in mm-hmm. a calm, effective way to set consistent, loving boundaries, um, to use positive language. 
Yeah. And that's parents find that so powerful. Uh, we also learn how to de-escalate power struggles. And again, first we de-escalate ourselves. Right. Uh, and then we de-escalate power struggles with our kids. And that, too, is a huge one. Yeah. So yeah. As, as one parent said, she learned how to stay calm in the chaos. Calm in the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> that's good and, and so important. As we're talking, I'm just thinking I've got a nephew that uh, is kind of acting up in England. And my uh, my mother-in-law is, is quasi-raising him and having these power struggle issues. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I think I'm just going to give her a call and say, you know, I've got, got an idea. Look into this, and here's some ideas and to help her out. So Great. Yeah. So going through that and and all that in eight weeks. So yeah, it's a nice, I like it. More. You're not racing through it. You're going through it step by step. We do. And at the end of each class, we're given um, two, three things to take home and practice. And then when we come back together, we meet usually in small groups and talk about how that went. Mm. So, so really, really trying to incorporate it in little steps into, right. our, lifetime, into our lifestyles. Right, right. And yeah, that's great. And, and I imagine hearing those success stories, there's probably nothing better than, than that to hear. It's so some rewarding. relationship changing and, and going on. And when you say small classes, what, what's, I mean, what, I don't know what average is anymore. You know, after the last couple of years, it was like heads, you know, squares, heads and squares <laughs> on your Zoom board, and we could put more in there. But what is a good size in these classes? How many do you like to see? I'm going to put a cap on 20. 20, okay. And um, the calls are coming in pretty pretty quickly And now. I'll bet after this week, if they increase tenfold, we may yeah. have to add a third class. <laughs> we may have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, because after all the stress of, of, the, of the week and... Uh, yeah, so with that, and, and I'm looking here, so the two classes you mentioned, we've got the one at uh, the Grass Valley Charter School, that's going to happen, and I see right there, pizza and child care for the evening classes, so. Such a deal. What better, and for parents, you know, you get, a, you get some food, you get, a, get some free child care, and, and you learn some, some great skills. And because the classes are funded by the superintendent's office and first five, um, we're able to offer the whole entire eight-week series plus pizza plus childcare for only thirty-five dollars with scholarships available. So, so you know, you get some people in there for who need it. If I'm, I'm sure, if, if you need it, we can find a way to get you in there if money's yeah. an issue. Yeah, because we never want that to be a barrier for anybody to do that. Of course, the morning series. I was hoping, you know, I'd see espresso and, uh, and, and croissants, but that's well, all right, you know. Coffee and tea, Coffee and sure. tea, so that's not bad. All right, dark roast, I hope. But that's just a personal preference in coffee. Um, yeah, so, so that's great. Direction, you told us where they're held. We got the one at my office, um, and then we've got the other one at Grass Valley Charter. And how long are the classes? I mean, they're eight weeks long, but each class in itself. Each class is two hours long. Two hours long. And um, I make the classes really interactive. I, I can't stand being a lecturer. Um, so I make them super interactive. We have uh, worksheets that we hand out. So we do little exercises. And there's a lot of discussion. We form small groups right. and discuss various things. So it's fun. So you're not reading off a PowerPoint. No. <laughs> I, um, I really think that we learn best when we're relaxed and having fun. I do, too. Yeah. Do so I incorporate that. Right away and it's two hours and it's once a week correct yes for the eight weeks so you yes. get 16 hours nice 
Nice with that. I should add that one of those classes, the fifth week, is one-on-ones. So rather than a formal class, I meet with each parent or parental unit, um, and oh. we discuss wow. that family's particular needs and challenges and, and what we can do for them. Wow, that's fantastic. That's Group great. Group and individual. Man. And yeah, I'm just thinking if parents are out there listening, where do they... Website, phone number, where do they go to uh, sign well, up? Well, gosh, they can they can call me at, um, looking at the number here, I never have memorized my phone number, which is just ridiculous, um, 530-238-5608. Okay. Or they can email me at janderson, and that's S-O-N, so janderson at nevco, N-E-V-C-O dot org. Perfect, and that's how they. Uh, that's great. So they can get a hold of you. Because yep. I know that's probably the first question people are going to ask is, right. okay, that sounds like a great class. How are we going to do it? It's great. So um, the history. How long has this been going on in Nevada County through the Partners Family Resource Center? We have been running classes since 2011. Um, there was something called the Safe Schools Healthy Students Grant, which was mm-hmm. an original funder of the Family Resource Centers. I remember that well. As yeah, I bet you did. Of Clear Creek when it came in. Yeah, it was yeah. an exciting grant that, I can that we got for the county. Yeah, so that was the springboard for parenting education. And it started there. It started and then there. I, and yeah, I know the Family Resource Centers have morphed into their roles in the community as funding streams changed. Um, but the parenting classes have remained, which yeah. has been fantastic. It has been. Now, have they been using the nurturing parenting class the entire time, or is this more recent? Um, it's within the last um, three years. They were using an older one before. I can't remember the exact name, mm-hmm. but um, wanted to adopt something that was a little more modern, something new, something modern. evidence-based. Right. With that. Now, besides that... I know you also write articles. Oh, I do, yeah. You do. And you might see them in the Union. Do they pop up at the Union? They do. We've, we've sent them to the Union. Um, and, I, I mean, I like the articles. Whenever I get one, I send it to my son. My son lives in Arizona and has five kids down there. And so you can imagine it's a very noisy house. And so I like to give him as many parenting strategies, even though it's, you know, still a ten and a half hour drive. But I like to email him. And when I get yours, I send them right down to him going, hey, you know, check this out. Oh, that's good to uh, know. But tell me, tell me some of the topics. That, uh, I mean, well, the current from you, one, not from the, me. the one that's coming out this <laughs> Thursday, actually, is called Sibling Rivalry. Oh, that would um, be perfect for him. Yeah, I bet, with five Perfect, kids. with five. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple alliances that take place, and they're ever-shifting depending on what they want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, when there are more kids than parents, it's... it's. Uh, oh, yeah, they even, outnumber yeah. them. Right. Five to two. Yeah, definitely outnumber. Yeah, they got the numbers. Right. It's, it's one of the main challenges that parents bring to the class series, so I thought I would tackle it. And as I was writing the article, I was like, oh, this is too big of a topic to do in one article, so I made it a two-part article. So mm. this this first one is about what we, the way we as parents can foster sibling rivalry. Mm. And the next mm. one is how as parents we can approach and handle sibling rivalry. Mm. Do you want to give us any, any, any teasers? You like, want yeah, a sneak uh, peek? Yeah, we want a sneak peek here. Okay, You're here me... first on KVMR. Absolutely. 
Breaking news. Okay, here's yeah. here's one. As um, as a parent, we we want to stay away from labeling our kids, even in innocent ways, like saying, "Oh, so and so's the smart one, and so and so's right. the funny one," because then the kids feel boxed in. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they have to be the smart one, or they have to be the funny one, or conversely, they feel like they they're going to rebel against that label, mm-hmm. and um, you know, yeah. they they start to butt heads. I'm the I'm the smart one. You're not the smart one. You know, just just things like that right. happen. Right, and then I'm sure by parents inadvertently um, comparing siblings, yes, which is, I think, easy to do. Yes. Yeah. And I quote uh, uh, yep. Theodore Roosevelt in the article. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And that's really true for our kiddos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they kind of let them be themselves. So, so how about that? Other articles that you've done. Oh, I'm boy. They're just like blurs in the blurs past. Blurs in there. Let, let me think for just a moment. Yeah. Um, let's see, the latest one, yeah, the one last month was about letting our kids struggle. Uh, That's a good one. That was a hard one. I do one. remember that one because as a parent is trying to draw that fine line of, you know, if you help them too much... That's not good. I know. Don't help them at all. That's not good. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Because that's a big one, especially now, again, we'll go back. School has started. They're going to be coming home with homework. I can't do it. I need help. Right, right. So what do we do? What's the advice for parents? Well, in terms of homework. Just, yeah, how you kind of, kind of, you know, like you said, uh, uh, how much do you help? I guess it's more generically. Well, I would say first off, set up a quiet time and a quiet space in which that they can do their homework. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about your son with the five kids and yeah, the chaos. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. So um, if possible, the parent can sit down at the table with the kid um, or kids uh, and do something of their own mm-hmm. and just offer, let me know if you need my help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't push on them. If they need your help, they will ask for it. And if they don't ask for it, but do need your help because some kids are just stubborn that way, then they get consequences at school, right? I mean, they get an F and then they have to stay in after school and study or whatever it is. So um, when that happens, then we're very empathetic. Oh, what a bummer, right? right? I'm going to have to, I'll let your coach know you won't make it to practice. You know, so we're empathetic, but we let consequences unfold because this is practice for adult life. Right. In adult right. life, Absolutely. there are consequences for everything, right. good consequences, bad consequences. So as the parent, we want to be available and we want to be empathetic when the consequences aren't so positive. Yeah, and I love that. And it also takes the struggle away at, from home. Right. Because often I remember as a teacher and a principal and a superintendent in a small school district, parents would come in, what do I do? They won't listen. They're not doing their homework. They're, and that, what you're saying, you're kind of drawing that that line, you know, that, well, those consequences, you didn't do your schoolwork, so the consequence will be at school. You're not marching into the office or the teacher saying, oh, can I please have an extra day for my son because of the... No, everybody had the same amount of time, unless it's a real, real crisis or, you know, special emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that idea. Yeah. And it keeps it, yeah. And there's a lovely line. I'll love you no matter what grade you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in case they fail. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that probably gets to make them think for a minute. Like, Wait a minute, what did mom just say? Uh, I, I use that maybe on I, my own son. Maybe I better do effective. my work. Yeah, with that. Now, you know, I know another thing parents always ask is, 
is media. Um, yeah. And it is so prevalent. Uh, it's, you know, there's there's some positives and there's some negatives with it, clearly. I, I, I worry about the social impact of, uh, of kids constantly looking on whatever it is about uh, acceptance and how am I supposed to look instead of just celebrating who they are. Um, with that, so what do you tell parents about, you know, if they ask the question, the constant need to have that phone and be looking and uh, and getting satisfaction or, you know, it's almost like they're addicted to it. It's not even almost. A lot of the time they are addicted. I was addicted. trying to be nice, but yeah. yes. They, yeah, As yeah. are we, you yeah. know, as adults. I know for me when oftentimes when there's a default moment, I want to look at you my phone. You pull your phone up just to see if something may yeah. have happened somewhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I because our kids are just younger and, and more impulsive, it's even more scary. Mm-hmm. So I recommend, first off, when a, ch- a youth, because I don't want to say child, right. I, want, I want a kid to be a little older by the right. time they get their phone, um, yeah. that they buy it themselves. Uh, pay for it themselves too. So my my kid, for instance, pays his monthly fee. He has for years. He's got his own checking account. It gets taken out of his checking account. Love it. Yeah, Love it's it. great. Yeah. Um, and he had to earn that, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it took a while, and that was good. It just That's delayed. Such a great lesson. Yeah, yeah. It really delayed it. And for a long time, there was limited screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one to two hours, just depending on the age and what was going on in life, mm-hmm. uh, that he could have at home home to be on the screen. Um, and he was responsible. So he had to set the timer for himself. He had to stop when the timer went off. A lot of kids I know have a very hard time transitioning mm-hmm. once once it's time to get off the screen. Mm-hmm. And then that's a problem. So yeah. then we yeah, say, that's... you know, you're welcome to use the screen as long as it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And so when problems start to crop up, then we need to sit down and reconsider. Right. Right. And I'm sure you're less likely to lose your phone if you actually either paid for it or paid for part of it and you're paying to activate it and keep it going month by month where if you don't, you lose it, mom and dad might just buy me another one, you know, and the new one will be better than the old one I had. Same thing with cars, parents of 16-year-olds and over. When they have an investment in their car, they take much better care of it. Uh, They absolutely do, yeah. I agree with that. Now, music. Music was one that I... um, you know, when, when kids, when my kids were doing homework or in my class, I would first say no music. No, that's distracting. But then I really learned that that for me didn't, that wasn't right. Kids could listen to different types of music and be very successful. And I had to get out of my comfort zone on that. So is that a question you get? Like, you know, they want, it's amazing. They can multitask, but they can hear it. And It's amazing that, yeah. how they can do that. Yeah. I don't get that at all. No. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the generic term, as long as it's not a problem. Right. You're welcome to listen to your music while you do your homework, as long as it's not as a as problem. As done, yeah. Yeah, when it's, yeah. yeah, when the homework's not getting yeah. done, when they're not able to concentrate, when they're fussing too much with the music and not right. on the yes. subject yes. matter, then it's a problem. Oh, how sad. <laughs> We're going to have to take away the music. Yeah, yeah. So know. same type of thing. Same yeah. Thing. I like it. Well, we're, we're winding down to their show here. We've got about two and a half minutes left. Um, other things that you want to get out to tell us about either what you're doing, the, the parenting classes, or anything like that? Yeah, I would like to say that parenting can be brutal. 
And just know that we've all been there. Even the ones who look like they're perfect parents, <laughs> they've been there too. And yeah. if they haven't, they will be eventually. Yeah. So um, just know that in the class, you are welcome with whatever is going on with you. And that we don't, did we decide to have children so that we could be more tense and stressed? No, obviously not. We want that loving, happy family atmosphere. So let's learn the simple tools and strategies of how to bring the joy back into parenting and into having a happy, healthy family. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Well, it is. That's, yeah, that's the reason we, we want the kids um, and have them and, and enjoy. And, and it surely, it doesn't end. Uh, when they leave, mine are 25 and 27, and I talk to them almost every day. Well, we're just running out of time, so one more time, Janae. Give us the, uh, the email and the phone number again. Sure. So the email is janderson, I'll just spell it out, okay. J-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N at nevco, N-E-V-C-O dot org. And the phone number is 530-238-5608. Eight. Perfect. And for that, and sign up. And parents, I'd encourage you if this sounds interesting and uh, something you can do. And like I said, uh, we, we wouldn't want... Um, dollars to get in the way so um we want to make it happen everybody does better when when we've got happy stress-free parents and students so want to thank you janae for being here tonight thank you scott and thank our audience for listening you've been listening to educationally speaking on kvmr have a good night